You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show, back from a uh, couple of days off. I was off Monday and Tuesday. I just needed the time off and uh, have the bathroom being redone across the hall from the glorious... uh, million-dollar studios in a spare bedroom in Rob Carson's home. And then yesterday, I just got sick. I had no voice at all. So uh, thanks for everybody for filling in, including Mr. Chris Salcedo. I really do appreciate you filling in yesterday because yesterday was a little rough day. We wake up, and uh, and literally, I woke up yesterday at 5.22 a.m., and, uh, and I sat up and I went to say something, and it felt like I was running with a steak knife in my mouth, and I hit a wall. It was like that, the back of the throat. It felt like I was being stabbed in the back of the throat, and uh, and I had to take the day off. So I do apologize for that. Uh, it is a summertime cold. I haven't been sick since COVID. Uh, my wife was like, you better get tested for COVID. I said, no, I'm not going to get tested for COVID because I can smell and taste everything, and it's a cold. We get to say it's a cold or you know bronchitis, whatever, but it's not freaking COVID. So anyway, there's what I've been. Oh, and this is real quick. This is kind of funny. So uh, yesterday, or Monday, Monday. Uh, the the contractor started working, and uh, we were going to pay someone to do the uh, the demolition. And because you know, I, demolition is it's fun and all that stuff, but it's a pain in the butt, and I don't have any time. So we we we're gonna we added in the uh, bid to do the demolition. Well, Saturday I'm sitting at home and I'm looking in there. I'm like, I want to take that vanity out. So I went in, took the vanity out, and then I was like, Oh man, you know what? I might as well while I'm at it just take the tile out. So I took the tile out above the tub, and then I took the floor out, and then. <laughs> Before I knew it, they come Monday and they're like, well, we were going to do demo today. So uh, I guess we're going to go home because uh, they have a timeline. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. He goes, no, no, you made, our, you made things a lot, uh, a lot easier for us, but uh, we were going to do it. Uh, but when you want to get rid of a bathroom, we got a bathroom. Just, it's an awful bathroom with, a, with a, one of those stupid sinks that looks like a seashell. And it's just, and everything you see on it, you get this black marble and it looks, it's just awful. And I, I said, it's got to go. It's got to go. It's going to the curb. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we interfered in the, uh, in the redo of the bathroom. Um, and I <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the bathroom. And I was like, why should I pay someone to do something that's so fun? You know, there is that. So, uh, overall, at least until yesterday when I was supposed to be on the air, the network spent 291 minutes on Donald Trump's indictment and nothing on the Biden-Burisma bribery uh, scandal that will cause him to be removed from office. So, it's reported that Joe Biden had received $5 million in bribes. His son did, too, another $5 million from an executive at the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, the same company which his son Hunter was involved. We know this because Joe Biden literally said on tape, fire the uh, prosecutor, you're not getting your billion dollars. I'm not going to play the audio clip again. You've heard it a million times. Joe Biden had this hubris to be able to say something like that. It's like Hillary Clinton yesterday bragging about Donald Trump's going to go to jail and I didn't do anything. She can have that kind of hubris because the FBI bedded down with her. And dear God, I mean, what what price? I mean, your life to bed down with Hillary Clinton. Dear God. Anyway, the FBI bedded down with the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton in 2016 to stop four investigations into the crooked Clinton Global Initiative. They dropped them. Then they destroyed the evidence. Then Hillary Clinton destroyed her server, 
all of her staff and her computer hard drives bleach bedded them the whole deal so now she can have the hubris to be able to say oh yeah Donald Trump is evil Donald Trump did this Donald Trump needs to go to jail because she's got the deep state backing her very large uh, and copious rear end 291 minutes on the Trump indictment, which is uh, nonsensical. We all know it's a witch hunt, and that's why there's going to be payback. That's why that uh, this isn't going to succeed, because you're saying no. I, um, this, is, this is Merrick Garland. This is kind of funny, because Merrick Garland signed off on all of this. Merrick Garland signed off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Joe Biden signed off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. That means the two of them are involved actively in interfering in the election in 2024. But here is Merrick Garland uh, explaining his role in the indictment of Donald Trump. And listen to, the, listen to the, the gobbledygook. Can you give the American public a very clear sense of what exactly your role was in the indictment process, just so people can understand what that role is? And then secondarily, uh, given the historic and extraordinary nature of the case, uh, explain to people, if you would, why this was the best and most appropriate step that was taken and why there were no other alternatives. Now, this man is the man who weaponized the DOJ against parents, who protested CRT, who told, uh, has, has not prosecuted all of the uh, hate crimes against churches and uh, pro-life groups since Roe v. Wade, has done nothing to go after the people who burned America down in the summer of 2020. This crooked little toad here's what he had to say um i'm trying to remember the first first question i don't remember the question oh look at me silly me yes so my role pay attention completely consistent with the regulations that set forth the responsibilities to the attorney general under the special uh, counsel regulations and i followed uh, those regulations listen to that again listen to this gobbledygook absolutely Yes, so my role is completely consistent with the regulations that set forth the responsibilities to the Attorney General under the special uh, counsel regulations, and I followed uh, those regulations. Uh, with respect to the second question, this again is asking for particulars, and I'm not going to be able to comment. Well, you can't, you can't comment because you know you're in front of Congress and you can't comment. And you're a bureaucrat, so you never have to answer the questions. And when you're asked for a yes or no answer, you never give the yes or no. That's just the way it is. You're never held accountable for anything. Well, there is one man who's running for president right now, and he is going to hold them accountable, and they damned well know that'll happen. And when I'm reelected, and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. And we know who they are. I know exactly who they are. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. And by the way, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, and I told you things were going to get really weird, weird in the midterms, and I told you things were going to get really weird in 2020, and now I'm going to tell you right now, before 2024, the powers that be in Washington, D.C. would see the country in a civil war to keep Donald Trump from being president. They will go that far. That is what they are fomenting. That's what they want. They will do anything. And I will tell you, if Donald Trump is convicted and sentenced, they'll get their wish. I don't think that's going to happen.
Here is uh, J.D. Vance talking about the selective persecution of Donald Trump. And have the man die in prison for doing things that even if he did them exactly as they allege, are not nearly as bad as what Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton did. That is that is on its face evidence of selective prosecution. This is what you do when you're engaged in politics, not the rule of law. But, Rob, this is really important because this is on Rob Schmidt's show on Newsmax. When they say that Trump didn't have declassification authority, they could not be more wrong. He was the president of the United States. The question here is who gets to control the documents produced by the people's government? The unelected bureaucrats or the elected president of the United States, it's clearly the the elected president. When Trump decided to take those documents from the Oval Office, when he decided to take them to Mar-a-Lago, he had every right to do so as president of the United States. That isn't a farcical legal argument. That is Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. If that doesn't apply here, Article 2 in the whole Constitution is meaningless. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. They're showing the moving boxes in uh, one bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. They're showing the moving boxes in another room, like they're chocked full of of uh, top-secret documents. Now, most of it was newspaper clippings, articles, mementos, and whatnot. But the FBI, see, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. And, and what they did is they told the people at Mar-a-Lago, uh, nobody is able to be in the building. Uh, all the lawyers, no legal representation out of here. Also, turn off all of the cameras recording this because they wanted to go in. They had a dragnet and they wanted to find anything, anything they could find to go after Donald Trump and take him down because he was considering running in 2024. They were successfully able to, uh, to defeat him in 2020 uh, by crook, by the way, not by hook, but definitely by crook. And they were going to do it again. This is, uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. I've got to say, oh, yes, um, Darren Beatty. Darren Beatty has this wonderful site called Revolver News. Here is what he had to say about Mar-a-Lago Raid, because this is where all this came from. This is where this latest indictment came from. It was from the Mar-a-Lago Raid, which was set up by the DOJ to find something, anything, to go after Donald Trump. Yes. A top FBI official came out voluntarily subjected himself to an interview in the Judiciary Committee and basically said the Mar-a-Lago raid was illegitimate. He went through a number of reasons this is the case, a number of ways in which the FBI deviated from protocol in the investigation. They didn't even bother asking. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Asking for permission to raid. They went out of their way to exacerbate the political tensions behind this, because this is a political thing. It has nothing to do with the law, has nothing to do with national security. It's pure politics, it's pure subversion. And so this FBI guy came out and he listed all of the ways that this was a disgrace. Yeah, they, as I told you when it happened, I said it was just a dragnet, it was just to find something. And they found enough to create 37 charges against Donald Trump when Hillary Clinton did much worse so did Joe Biden neither of them were president and I can go on and on but I won't I want to go to Claude in Arbutus Maryland Claude thank you for holding my brother welcome to the show happy birthday to our president Donald Trump yesterday yesterday. yes and I'm standing with him 100 percent and there's there's no chain of custody the chain of custody has been broken so therefore your, your evidence has been tainted or whatever evidence you want to call it, you don't have a prima facie case. There's no mens rea, which means criminal intent, by Donald Trump. And it's the wrong charge. It's not espionage. It's the presidential records charge. And 
there is no problem because he was the president. Amen. And he keeps the records. Yep. Yep. So this, this has got to stop. And Biden needs to be in handcuffs. And I've got a pair of handcuffs that I'll put on him for you. And take you <laughs> and well, Claude. I've got a pair for her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Claude, I appreciate the phone call. I'm afraid, unfortunately, all of the evidence has been destroyed with regard to Hillary Clinton, oh, but perhaps know, but there is some out there. But the FBI used to be a good people at one time, and yeah. now they're weaponized. Absolutely, 100%. Claude, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling. Um, you know, I talked about retribution earlier, and, uh, and uh, Donald Trump's using the line uh, retribution, and there are a lot of people who are butthurt by that. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, um, that's what a lot of people, that's what I want. I want retribution. I want the people at the top to pay for all of the things they've subjected you and I to in the last several years. In fact, I would venture to say the last 15 years, um, everything starting with uh, the IRS going after 501c3s that were conservative and throwing an election to uh, Russia collusion, to the 2020 election, to all the COVID protocols, all of the nonsense, January the 6th, all of the people in prison without, without even court dates, 800 plus days into this. This is not the United States. We have to stop this. When you say that you, you don't like words like retribution or Donald Trump says mean things, well, how the hell do you expect him to respond? When for seven years, seven years they've come after him. From day one, they've come after him in every way, shape, or form. And you don't want a candidate because he's mean in his tweets and he doesn't say nice stuff. And he says words like retribution. Well, I hate to tell you this. There are a lot of people who want retribution, and if, if I were Donald Trump, I'd be saying what he's saying, and even worse. He has every right to respond with MMA fighting rules when he is being punched in the face. And so if you have a, a problem with Donald Trump and his harsh rhetoric, look at the harsh treatment, the illegality he has been subjected to, and, and you and I, by the way, ostensibly because of it, and then say, oh, yeah, his words are much worse than what they're doing to him. Please. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's The Rob Carson Show. If this is true, number one, Joe Biden should be impeached and removed from office. The Constitution explicitly enumerates bribery. It says impeachment lies for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. But number two, if this is true, Joe Biden should be prosecuted and go to jail. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the corrupt corporate media doesn't want to cover this. They don't want to discuss it at all. Yeah, and it's going to come out because there are recordings, 17 recordings that the Ukrainians kept because they wanted to, uh, you know, not be found dead in a park, presumably. And then just saying. All right. So uh, the walls are closing in on Joe Biden by hook or by crook. He will not be the nominee and he will not be the candidate by hook, meaning that he will resign. He will be forced into resignation. He'll come up with some sort of excuse for it. Uh, he'll be removed by the 25th Amendment or by crook, which is uh, his family is going to uh, go down in flames because of all of their illegality. And he will step down because of it. There you go. We'll see. You know, I mean, I've only been right about everything so far. Let's go to Dave in Santa Cruz. He wants to talk on the show. Dave, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, the FBI will not give Senator Grassley the unredacted 1023. And they have FISA court secret police power. They're totally out of control. Yep. And 
Hunter Biden got a million dollars from Burisma while uh, staying at home, smoking crack, being with prostitutes. That's a new definition of work at home. The FBI will not answer to we the people. They will not answer to Congress. They're just doing whatever they want to do with no oversight and just uh, being partisan and not enforcing the Constitution. Exactly, one hundred percent, Dave. And there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of Congress people in uh, in Washington D.C. saying they're going to defund the FBI and all this. Well, do the damn thing, defund them, get rid of their new facility, get rid of their new facility, get make it make it uh, you know a place for uh, uh, all of these illegals to sleep. There you go, your new facility. Goodbye. And then when that's all done, uh, let's go after the rest of them in the in the DHS, the HHS, the CDC, uh, the the uh, well, I can go on and on and on. So people are going to have to go to jail, Dave. People are going to have to go to jail for all of this malfeasance, all of this nonsense. The people who did the COVID nonsense and, and kept our kids out of schools. The people who are promoting the mutilization of children, the use of puberty blockers on children, convincing them they're the opposite sex when they're in grade school. Dear God in heaven, this has to stop, and we are here to stop it. Go ahead. Why, do, why does Biden have 10 shell companies? Did he have oh, he's got more than that. Did he have some type of part-time job while he while he's been a politician that we didn't know about? No, because he's he's laundering money, Dave. He's laundering money through a series of LLCs. This is what the mafia does. And by the way, in Ukraine, Ukraine is a the most corrupt country in the world, essentially, where oligarchs go to launder their money. All right. Hillary Clinton looks at the Russian oligarchy as a template. That's why she took all that money for the Clinton Foundation and all that. She wanted to become an oligarch. All right. And uh, and so we have effectively become an oligarchy in this country. Joe Biden, uh, well on his way to becoming an oligarch. But his son left a couple of laptops at a computer place because he was so high on crack that he didn't know which way was up. And now we know the truth, Dave. Now we know the truth that uh, essentially Washington, D.C. and the swamp is an oligarchy. It is uh, meant only to exist to serve those who serve it in Washington, D.C. and around Washington, D.C. and those, uh, those uh, companies and unions who will give money back to them. That's what Washington, D.C. right now exists for, and the cover is coming off of all of this. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the energy secretary flat out lied to Holly about her investments, yes. and these people get away with everything, and, and there's no consequences. And, and it's rules for thee, but not for me. Of course, of course. They they live by a different set of rules, Dave. I said this literally when Barack Obama was the president. I said, we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeoisie. We have a proletariat. Now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C., filled with political prisoners who, uh, many of them without a trial for over 800 days because they went to the Capitol and were let in on January the 6th. Some of them deservedly are in jail, but most of them do not. Now, when you have a bourgeois and a proletariat and a Bastille. It never ends well for those in power. It never, never does. Just look at history, all right? Let's take a break and come back. The number 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T-Tip-Up Pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. 
This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this, the MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. You can't step on Led Zeppelin. All right, that's why I waited so long. You can't be stepping on Led Zeppelin. That's just a rule. It's just a rule. It is the Rob Carson Show back after uh, a day of uh, sickness and two days of just taking the time off. And uh, Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street radio show, host and president of uh, Markowski Investments, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, Chris. How are you today, my friend? How are you? I do the same thing. If I got a song, in particular, Zeppelin's one of them, too. I, I can't interrupt certain songs. I just have a difficult time coming out. You know, and also, Chris, I'll mention, when you're in the guitar store, don't, even if you're playing a uke- ukulele, don't play Stairway. That's another rule about Led Zeppelin. Now, man, there's just some music that is sacrosanct. When it's playing on the radio, shut up. I'm listening to the song. You just got to do it. That's the way it is. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Hey. Let me ask you this, Chris. Have you ever heard of a uh, uh, a new musical genre that is spreading across the country with people our age? Yacht rock. Have you heard about this yacht rock phenomena? Yeah, I think it's Channel 15 on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yacht rock. Yacht rock is a big deal. You know, it's really funny because, you know, these. Uh, it, it used to be called soft rock. And you had stations like Warm 98 playing it and all of that. And now all of a sudden, Yacht Rock is a big deal. They literally have bands that say they play Yacht Rock. And you know what that is, Chris? It's essentially bad wedding band music. That's what Yacht Rock is. It's like a a Yacht Rock band. They, like, travel around. Yes. Enormously popular. They play in, like, a lot of the small venues all over the place. We got one here. Yes. Come on. They're always there. Yes. Yeah, remember remember the uh, remember the scene in old school where uh, Will Ferrell's at his wedding uh, wedding and the and the band singer starts uh, singing uh, Bonnie Tyler and he inserts the f bomb every once in a while. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah, but yacht rock, brother. I, I mean, I got to tell you something. If they HGTV on television, it's yacht rock on every device in this house every night. Maybe that's why I got sick yesterday. <laughs> you know. You got you got you have to have a few cocktails. You got to have a yeah. few cocktails in you before you're having uh, listening to a lot of yacht rock. Well, I gave up a drinking, so now I'm really screwed. But you know, Chris, it's kind of interesting. Uh, my wife did make up for all the yacht rock and all the HGTV this weekend, Saturday night. Are you ready for this? For the very first time, I watched the movie Face Off. With my wife. One with John Travolta and 
Nicholas Cage? And Nick Cage. And Nick Cage. I, when it came out, I thought it was too stupid to see. And I've I've been that way for 20 years. I said, I will never watch Face Off because it's so stupid. And then my wife and I uh, challenged by our son. They, he said, Dad, I think you're going to like this movie. I mean, I know it's preposterous, but part of the movie is that the the whole premise is preposterous. And, and the actors know it's preposterous. And even Nicholas Cage and uh, John Travolta knew it was preposterous. And that's it's like the it's like all these Fast and Furious movies. You know they're absurd. You know you could never jump from one building in a car and drop twenty floors into a window and still drive the car. So it's it's just a matter of suspending your disbelief so much. So I watched Face Off, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was right right up there with like um, Con Air, which also had um, Nicolas Cage in it. So it, it was right there. And and we actually watched it, and my wife watched but, but it with not me. As good as the, not as good as The Rock, right? Oh dear God, no! The Rock, The Rock, yes, The Rock, Sean Connery. But not as good as The Rock. But you know what? My wife cried at the end of Face Off. She literally cried. It was hilarious. Well, at least you could get your wife to watch a movie. I, I you know, for whatever reason it may be, um, I can't I can't watch shows with my wife because she can't sit down and she gets up, and then I got to re-explain things later on and asking questions and i'm like for crying out loud all everything is going to be answered if you just sit here and watch it why are you bothering me now you know chris here's here's something i want you to think about this um whenever she makes you watch a movie like uh, fried green tomatoes or uh, uh sweet home alabama um watch the movie with her don't comment about it that's worth one apology so you can screw up all you want and you will not have to apologize all you got to do is say sweet home alabama and she'll be all right all right you got me just wanted you to know that, dude. Just going to give you some rules for the relationship. Yeah, she's, good. she's good about that. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't you know, pressure me into watching any of the chick flicks or anything like that. So. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about this economy and all of this stuff. I know that uh, the unemployment numbers are not uh, great today. We had another unemployment. I think the reason why unemployment is so low is so many people, and it was actually bowed out by some uh, uh, numbers that came out last late last week. People are coming out of retirement because they can't afford to be in retirement. People are taking second jobs because things cost more than they used to. And if you think that inflation is only 4%, you're high. Uh, what's, what's the economy doing right now, Chris? And, and uh, what, are we, what are we going towards? Uh, we're still messing around with, uh, you know, uh, the Fed is still messing around with interest rates to try to, uh, you know, fix the economy and reduce inflation. What's the state of the economy right now, bro? Well, I, I, I agree with you 110% when it comes to inflation. I never believe the, the government numbers, even back when they were saying it was down around 2%. Yeah. Anybody who pays the bills in their house, they, you know, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's the things that you have to purchase every single day. It's food. It's energy. Yeah. It's yeah. health care. It's your kids' sports. No matter what it is, it's going up in price. It's stuff that you're always spending money on. Sure, it's great. Yeah, you get a television for 150 bucks at Best <laughs> Buy, but you can't eat a TV. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and this, and this is the thing that bothers me right now, because with Americans, you know, this is, you think the polls are out there. These are kitchen table issues that concern them the most. And inflation is a major issue. But the Fed can't fix this. We no. spend over $2 trillion plus a year in government regulations. Okay? Government regulations is driving up the cost of everything. Oh, nope, can't have this stove. Got to redo this. We're inflating the price of everything because of all this nonsense. Hey, Chris, let me ask you a question. If you owned, say, for instance, uh, Yimmy, you're the head of BlackRock. BlackRock is a $10 trillion company, all right? If, if one year... 
you lost $420 billion through fraud and waste. How long would you remain the head of BlackRock? Uh, I remember being the head, I'd be in jail. Yes. Well, that's what the federal government did with the COVID grift. $420 billion lost from coronavirus aid through fraud and waste. What does that say to you? Where did this money go? And don't you suppose that there were some people who had their hands out when people went to Congress asking for money for COVID? Well, you know, when, um, when presidents say they, they were on campaigns, they say, on day one, I'm going to do this. Well, if I was president, on day one, I'd fire just about everyone in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and I'd do it like Ari in Entourage with a paintball gun. I would just start <laughs> hammering people, okay? Because yes, it's, yes. Not, it's not just the COVID thing. Yeah. The numbers are out here. Since 2004, the federal government has made $3 trillion in improper yeah. payments. Try to get your arms around Jesus. that number. Last year, $247 billion in improper payments. That's $20 billion a month. That's $670 million a day. Meanwhile, all of us hard workers out here that pay our taxes, that are doing the right thing, our money is being blown. So, yes, you're fired. $3,000 billion. And, of course, a billion is a thousand million. You can't even wrap your head around that. This is the most corrupt. Chris, we are in the, we, you and I right now are, and I'm grateful for this, we are witnessing the unveiling of the greatest corruption in the history of the world. And it didn't happen in the Soviet Union. And it's not happening in Cuba. It's happening in what was supposed to be the freest country in the world. We're the guys who wore the white cowboy hats. We were the guys who were the good guys. And it turns out at the top of all of us, we are being led by very evil, very awful people. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I had uh, one of my favorite authors out there. He also writes columns as well. He's a historian by the name of Victor Davis Hanson. Oh, God, yes. Yes. He put out a column called Signs of Decay, Fears of Decline. And this is a guy, again, I, I'm big with classical history. He's lived all over the world. He's been yes. a million places. He's that he's never seen anything like it. You go to cities right now, and I see it too. The, the decline here in America, what we have going on, you know, is, is pathetic. We love saying, oh, we're number one, America, and, you know, put up our phone, number one fingers. People, we had 100,000 plus people die again last year during, due to drug overdoses. Our mortality is going down. Yeah, I, I go into to do Fox this past week. I'm watching somebody shooting up on the corner. I didn't wow. see that years ago. How many times I've had to tell my kids, over the past several years, it wasn't always like this. It's, it's, it, we're not in a good state, people. We really aren't. And this is because of the choices that we're making and the people that we vote for. We have to choose wisely. Yeah, but Chris, um, right now in this country, we have the most corrupt president in our country's history. I don't think there's a doubt about that. When you look at all the, the uh, bank records and the payments and all of this, it's all coming out. We have a Congress that doesn't listen to the American people. They pass a bloated budget bill. They literally take a uh, uh, they, they uh, increase the government uh, uh, by a third during COVID. Then they decide to just keep it. We've also got uh, a broken uh, electoral system. We've also got a uh, uh, a broken Department of Justice, and and honestly, we're running out of ways to get this this the leadership in this country to redress our grievances. Uh, we are we are being abused, Chris, and this is got this crap has got to change because it ain't gonna, it, we we cannot let this go any further. No, it, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and again, yeah, I, you know, you, the, the corruption with Biden, but it didn't start with him. I mean, no, of course not. 
He, I mean, honestly, you see, I don't think he's smart enough to pull off a lot of this stuff, quite frankly. You know, but you see some of these other people and how you go to Washington, D.C. and get rich. Our founders didn't want that. Our founders wanted people to go and serve yes. and then go home. Okay? It's not a career choice. We turned politics into a career choice. And there's that old George Carlin routine. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. And guess what? You and I ain't in it. They yeah. Well, dude, look at look at the fact that look at the fact that that we couldn't get the damn transportation secretary to go to East Palestine, Ohio, during their time of greatest crisis. Oh, I, I, again, you got other things to do, and they don't vote. They don't vote the right way there. You know that. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you, and you, you're a big fan of Victor Davis Hanson. I'm glad to hear that because he is a sage. He is a brilliant man. Everything he says, I listen to it. I hang on to it. And he said something that I have been echoing literally for 15 years. We are living a tale of two cities. We are a bourgeois. We have a bourgeois in Washington, D.C. We are the proletariat. They eat foie gras. We feast on the crumbs. Now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. This will not end well for those in power. We know what happened during the French Revolution. This time we're going to use the guillotine to cut the heads off these agencies. That's what we're going to do. The FBI, the DHS, the HHS, the CDC, the IRS, all of them need their heads removed. Oh, I, well, again, Congress decided that their business is raising money rather than legislating. And they said, here you go, executive branch of government. You do it. And then Obama took it on steroids and said, hey, not only am I going to have all these agencies with acronyms, I'm going to hire czars. And we're going to yes. have them, too. So we're going to win the out of the executive branch. That's what's yeah. done. And, Chris, they call them czars. We should have known when they called them czars. <laughs> Wow. Well, Chris, I appreciate you joining me today. Now I need to go listen to some Yacht Rock. <laughs> you got to be smooth. You got to be cool, Yacht Rock. All right, brother. Well, it's always nice to talk to you, man. Where can people find you on the interweb? Ah, my uh, website's the best place. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show. I've got two uh, examples of the number 38. You ever watch uh, Sesame Street when you're growing up like I did? Now it's gotten kind of weird. Uh, totally weird, actually. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, it was just about an invisible elephant. You know, uh, now it's just gotten uh, all sorts of freaky deaky. Um, but anyway, uh, Sesame Street, the number of the day is 38. You remember they do the song? It'd be four, four, let's sing a song of four. How many is four? Well, now it's 38. But I'm not going to count the 38. Here's the bad 38. In the first month in office in Chicago, as the mayor, this moron, Brandon Johnson, 38% in crime overall, first month in office. And this is what happens when elections are fraudulent. You can't say that. Oh, hell yeah, I can. It's Chicago, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? Chicago is known for its corrupt elections, and this one was owned by teachers' unions and other individuals. So you, you tell me that the people of Chicago really wanted this. I mean, listen, there are plenty of idiots in Chicago who vote in Democrats. They voted in Lori Lightfoot. I don't think they, they voted this guy in uh, and expected him to do this. Now, it's not a surprise to any of us that this guy would cause this. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know what to think about Chicago. Chicago, uh, San Francisco, they're all uh, killing themselves. And I'm like, let them do it. 
Remember that that phrase somebody sent me last week, the uh, the expression, uh, the the quote from Napoleon, never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying himself? Yeah. California, let him do it. Chicago, go right ahead. Uh, but don't bring it here. Uh, you, you can destroy yourself. When you start destroying your, my country, uh, then we're going to have a fight. Then we're going to have a little scrum. Yeah, here is uh, a Joy, Joy Reid and uh, Rachel Madcow, who lied for three years about Russia collusion. Every night on her show, Russia collusion was real, Russia collusion was real, Russia collusion was real. We find out it was a complete lie. Everybody knew it from the very beginning. I'm sure that Rachel Maddow knew from the very beginning, because if she didn't, she's the worst journalist in the history of mankind, or whatever she is kind. And this is the goal. This is the goal. Of, uh, of going after Donald Trump right now. Listen to this. That instead of going through with this trial, he takes a plea with the vow to not run for president again, uh, like Spiro Agnew did in the 70s. I have, I don't know what the odds are. And I take the point from Catherine Christian earlier in your show who said, I can't imagine him ever <laughs> pleading guilty to anything. I mean, that's as, we're all, you know, who among us wants to spend too much time floating around inside his mind? Yeah, because he's been uh, persecuted and prosecuted uh, for seven years. And he's not going to say that he did something that he didn't do. You know, it's um, if you want to use an analogy, it's like, uh, uh, you know, you've got a, uh, uh, a prisoner about to be executed and standing in front of the wall. Well, there are about 81 million people you're going to have to shoot through to get to that guy. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Here's the other 38 that I wanted to talk about. The uh, number of points that Donald Trump leads the Republican pack by. CBS, after the uh, indictment of Donald Trump, again, by the way, historical, never been done before. Ulysses S. Grant got to indicted for uh, riding a horse too fast in Washington, D.C. I wish I were kidding. But other than that, it hasn't happened until now, and it's happened twice with Donald Trump. It's political. No bleep, Sherlock. Yeah. The two impeachments, both were based on nonsense. Yeah. Same thing. It should be very obvious to you what is going on in this country. It should be very, very obvious. And here's Mike Davis talking about that first impeachment and why Donald Trump was impeached and how it relates to what's happening in the country right now. Trump got impeached because he asked about this corruption. Impeached because he asked about this corruption. Our, our, our FBI, our Justice Department, particularly the National Secu Security Division and the intel components of the FBI are rotten to the core. Grassley has known the FBI has been rotten to its core for decades, going back to Ruby Ridge. That's why he cares about this so much, because there were Iowans involved. And uh, it, this is not going to end well for Joe Biden. I promise you this will not end well for Joe Biden. If any of this evidence is actually ends up being true, which it looks very likely it's true, considering the FBI used this F whistleblower for 10 years and paid this whistleblower $200,000. There's no chance that Joe Biden can stay in office. They know this, and that is why ah. they unleashed. That's why Biden and Garland unleashed this Jack Smith indictment against Trump, this bogus indictment for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which he's allowed to do under the Presidential Records Act. There you go. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. Donald Trump in the first impeachment, he was uh, overheard in a phone conversation saying he wanted to look at uh, malfeasance and corruption in the country of Ukraine. Joe Biden 
got uh, $1 billion in loan guarantees. He held them up so a prosecutor wouldn't go after the company. His son was being paid to be on their board. That's how it all comes together. That's how, while we do have hurdles to climb, Joe Biden will not finish his term as the president, and he will not be the candidate in 2024. And Donald Trump will be exonerated when he becomes the president again. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Some people just say, uh, thank God it's Friday. I say by the grace of God, it is Friday because, you know what? I want to be an original. Yes, there you go. So um, it is Friday. A short week for me because, you know, illness and everything. But uh, I hope you had a a great week. And today we are going to bless you with a great show. Not saying that I'm some sort of a deity. It's just I put a lot of time into this. And uh, and it's going to be good. All right? It's going to be real good. Here's a number. (laughs) As I wheeze like a smoker. There you go. Oh, boy, that's fantastic. Anyway, I wanted to start off with uh, the White House yesterday. I don't know if you do. You remember Eva Langoria? Remember Eva Langoria? She's a uh, an actress, and she was on Desperate Housewives. There was a TV show on ABC called Desperate Housewives, I guess, in the early aughts, right? In the 2000s, in the early 2000s, a Desperate Housewives was a really big deal. And uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Biden delivered some comments about uh, Eva Longoria, and uh, and then he gave her a prolonged hug. And then as he's moving away from the hug, he tried to do a little uh, butta butta on her uh, chest a little bit here. Here's his comments yesterday. I also made something kind of uncomfortable about his age and her age when he met her. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband. Yeah, you know, that, that, that line just isn't really that great. It's really not worth repeating i mean you need some walk-on music you need something be like a pro wrestler come up with something better i'm uh, rob carson and i'm kelly's husband ha, okay that works once thank you for that introduction and thank you for that introduction congratulations on your i accept don't know what he said your debut as a director Adding another accomplishment to an already Zubra, incredible, Zubra, incredible Zubra, career. Zubra. We've known each other a long time. She was 17. I was 40. There you go. That's He's talking about Eva Langoria. And then, of course, he uh, gave her a long-lasting uh, hug. Remember that one he gave Hillary Clinton? I mean, like, I mean, how desperate are you to hug Hillary Clinton, cop a feel, you know, all of that stuff? Yesterday, he went for it with uh, Eva Langoria. I'm on a man with a slow hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did the intercept. I want somebody who will spend some time. I'm just going to talk to the uh, guys here. You know, for instance, when you are uh, courting a female. Somebody who will 
high school. I, I remember junior high. I remember the junior high uh, snowball dance, and Wendy Kai and I danced. And and I was, you know, you had to maintain the distance between you and Wendy Kai. You know, you know, if it was today, it would be some, uh, you know, whatever R and B or rap artist, and, and and Wendy literally would be bent over backwards, facing me. Uh, dry kind of me, you know, and I'd be like smacking her and, you know, all that. But then back then, it was not that. It was not that. And, and I remember when Wendy Kai's chest touched mine, and it was a millisecond. It was like, and I, and I mean, it was earth shattering. That's why I remember I danced with Wendy Kai for crying out loud. But Joe Biden, that has never left him. He's still doing it. He's still trying to cop a feel. And I never copped a feel. No, I never did that. You know, there's a time or two, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of with the, you're, you know, whatever and, and a date and, and you maybe go to lean in for a kiss and she's not ready for a kiss and you misread her cues kind of thing. That happens. It happens with women, too. Not very often because guys are, you know, we're horn dogs. But anyway, that's the way it is. But yesterday, Joe Biden literally uh, attempted, I guess, to cop a feel on Eva Langoria and she did the intercept. She did the boop, oh, take the hands and don't even. Really? It, it's just uh, it's just a little bizarre. I mean, just a little bizarre that a grown man uh, does that in the first place, let alone after junior high. It's just kind of strange. It's just kind of strange. But we have a lot of other strangeness to get to on the, uh, on the radio show today. Uh, this is kind of interesting. A new poll. You've heard the expression Banana Republic. A lot of the times we don't understand what Banana Republic is. You know, it's a, it's a, a south of the equator, Central American, South American dictatorial. Uh, it happens all the time down there. You get these Banana Republics and people get in charge like Panama's uh, Manuel Noriega, uh, Fidel Castro, Daniel Ortega, blah, blah, blah. Well, Joe Biden is kind of leaning into the, you know, the Banana Republic dictatorship by literally going after his opponent, using the DOJ to take him out of the race because he doesn't want you to be able to vote and have a choice. And that's what it is. I mean, honestly, it's seven years of this. It, it, uh, really? Seven years of everything thrown at Donald Trump and his family by the DOJ, by everybody, by the media, 99% of the stories negative, all that. And now nothing. There's nothing. So they're going for broke, and Joe Biden is literally using the DOJ in public, in the open, to go after Donald Trump to either imprison him, but definitely, certainly keep him from running for president again. Duh. That's Banana Republic stuff, right? So uh, Rasmussen reports teed up for likely voters. Uh, they they pose the, uh, the, the question after uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted, this is an affront to every citizen. We cannot devolve into a Banana Republic where the party in power uses police force to arrest its political opponents. It's hypocritical for the DOJ to selectively prosecute Trump but not Biden, which is all very obvious. And so what they did is they decided to poll people on this. Likely voters. 58% of likely voters said Ramaswamy had it right that uh, Joe Biden is turning us into a banana republic. 46% agreed strongly, uh, said Rasmussen. 37% of Democrats agreed. What's more, 54% said the charges against Trump's are bad for America, but there uh, was far less agreement on how the charges will affect the 2024 presidential election. All right. So there you go. Most people are seeing this as the weaponization of the DOJ. They are. Even Democrats. Oh, it's crazy, right? And I would hope that Democrats, and I don't know, maybe there are some patriotic Democrats out there. And I use the, uh, the uh, statistic that 72% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction. You can only pin that on one person. That's the guy in the White House and the people in power. 
So there's got to be some Democrats there, and I would assume of that subgroup, they might be interested in perhaps allowing a free and fair election anybody. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Give me just one good man or woman or trans something or what. Anybody, just anybody who wants a free and fair election, can we at least do that? It would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be nice? So now we know that at least 37% of Democrats say that, the, uh, that, that Biden is using the DOJ to throw the election. There you go. Kind of interesting. And then, you know what? This sort of stuff, this, this uh, global uh, New World Order kind of crap that uh, Alex Jones has been talking about forever, you know, excuse me. Had to cough. Yeah, you know, and Alex Jones is, uh, you know, pretty out there sometimes, and sometimes he gets things right, uh, you know. But uh, uh, he, he said basically that uh, this New World Order thing's kind of taken over. And if you look at all the transgender nonsense and the racist nonsense, and the, uh, they even want, they even want uh, I think they even want uh, reparations in England where they didn't have slavery, and, you know, when we did in the, in the, uh, after the founding of the country before the founding of the country. So anyway, it, it's all happening around the world. The transgender stuff, the this, the that, this, it's happening in every country. It's not just America. So clearly it's not organic, right? So a new poll has found that 20% of Canadians, listen to this, in Canada, you know that country north of us, Canada, that's a lot like America, but they say, oh, and stuff like that. You know, they sound like they're kind of from Minnesota. You know, those those uh, Canadians from Canada. Anyway, 20% of them believe that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party deserve uh, to be reelected. Only 20% think that, that uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, deserves to be reelected. That's interesting because here, 66% of the American people, as polled by ABC just a couple weeks ago, said that if they think Donald Trump, if, if Joe Biden gets elected again, it'll be disastrous for the country. It's kind of weird. And yeah, you got all these polls saying that Donald Trump can't beat uh, Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis can't beat Joe Biden. It's like you're almost being played or something. But you're not, are you? According to Abacus Data's, uh, Data's latest national survey, out of 81% who want change, 50% said there is a good alternative to Trudeau. While 31% said there is not, 56% of those who want change and think there's a good alternative would vote conservative. 25% would vote for uh, the Liberal Party. So, you know, it's not working. It's not working around the world. Uh, in, in some cases, some other countries are leading our way to freedom. For instance, they did, they have the uh, moxie, the moxie, I said, to, uh, to do a trucker's convoy to Ottawa. That's the uh, capital of Canada, by the way. And, and then uh, Justin Trudeau ended up uh, getting their bank account information and destroying their lives. And it's kind of like what, I don't know, the, the Joe Biden's doing in the January the 6th people who were in Washington, D.C. for Donald Trump to protest the, the results. It's kind of weird that way, isn't it? It's just kind of weird. And then there's this. After all of this stuff, after all of this stuff, right? Donald Trump, seven years, two impeachments, two indictments after the he left office and, and uh, you know, Russia collusion hoax and the throwing of the 2016 and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. Former President Donald Trump has experienced an 11-point swing in his direction in the early primary state of New Hampshire. Wow. Following both his indictment and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis jumping into the presidential race, the latest National Research Inc. survey commissioned by American Greatness found that Donald Trump's lead is 
absolutely rocking the party. 44% to 12% from for DeSantis. And that's not a bad deal. I mean, nothing against DeSantis. I'm not here to shred on DeSantis. I'm not here to get into that, get involved with that, you know, pissing match or what. I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I'm just dealing with a reality and what I see as the difference between this election and any other election in our history. And it is profoundly different because for the first time ever, the president of the United States is actively weaponizing the DOJ to go after the other candidate. Yeah, banana republic, right? Right? And then, and then uh, last night, I'm, I'm just checking out. I'm walking all the interweb and I'm watching stuff. And I see Steve Bannon, who's a nutbag, right? Isn't he a nutbag? Isn't he extremist and all that? No, he's not. He's actually fantastic. I love Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, and he echoed what I've been saying for a while now, that Donald Trump is not a candidate. Okay? Donald Trump is not a candidate for president. This, this is a fourth turning. We're in the middle of this. This is a fight. And it's not foregone how it's going to turn out that's where you come in this is quite frankly about you this is what they're trying to remove Mm -hmm. is you and your voice yes it's not trump it's not tucker it's not me yep and president trump knows he knows he's leaving a is leading a movement what 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 did you say tucker it's not me and president trump knows he knows he's leaving a is leading a movement he's not a politician he's never been a politician that's why they're coming after him. Think about it. If you pull the camera back, it's so unprecedented. Yes. And I actually told the president like that. If if Donald Trump were the scumbag that they say he was and he cheats and all of this stuff, don't you suppose they would have found something after the seven-year rectal exam that the media and the DOJ and the IRS and different AGs have given him? Don't you suppose they might have found something instead of just making something up? Day after he won that great comfort behind him, I said this is going to be the nullification project. They're going to come. Now, I didn't know the depth to how they were breaking the law. I know. None of us thought that the federal government could be so stinking evil. You could feel it. This is Smash Mouth. This is not beanbag. This is funded by the Cokes, who her running ads nonstop. That Trump can't win. Trump can't win. Well, Trump, that's where that poison. came from. That's where that came from. That's interesting. It's like somebody's almost trying to block you from getting somewhere. Like I don't know, Eva Langoria blocking Joe Biden's hand. Well, maybe that's not the next <laughs> the best analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a lot of stuff here on the show today. Uh, the number is 800-922-6680. Great audio yesterday on Capitol Hill with uh, people like Matt Gates going after uh, FBI officials who are stonewalling on Joe Biden's corruption. It's glorious. I'm telling you guys, uh, as uh, as Donald Trump said the night, the seal has been broken, and now we get to see everything, and it's a glorious time to live in America to see all of this corruption and malfeasance so we can fix it. Hallelujah! 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. Why should we stop at pronouns? If we're going to include uh, parts of speech... 
then we should all have all parts of speech. You've got your adjectives. I unpacked my adjectives. You know, remember that? I'm just going to quote, quote Schoolhouse Rock because I learned more from Schoolhouse Rock than my English teacher. Uh, let's see. There's interjections, show excitement or emotion. There's verbs. Verbs. That's what's happening. Uh, let me see what else. Interjection. Conjunction. Junction. Watch. My conjunctions are and, but, and or. You know, they'll get you pretty far. Uh, so I use all of them. I, I don't just stop at pronouns. I like to use uh, my, my adjectives, which are awesome and excellent, and my, and my uh, interjections, which are hell and yeah. Why not? Do I stop at just pronouns? What's a pronoun? Seriously. Wouldn't you rather look at a, a resume from some kid? That I'm, I'm going to be serious for a second. If you got a resume from someone who just had preferred pronouns on their resume, would you not look at that and go, that's going to be a problem because that person is going to be a pill. But if you saw somebody on there who said my pronouns are he and him or she and her, my adjectives are awesome and excellent and my interjections are hell and yeah, you'd hire them tomorrow, right? You would because that's like saying bleep you to the man and also showing a sense of humor. So if you use that, kids, in your uh, resumes and you land the job, uh, you owe me. I'll just say that. So uh, the Bidens coerced Burisma to pay $10 million in bribes, says the credible FBI source. Of course, the media is doing their level best. It's really funny. Not even going after the biggest story of corruption in the history of the country, and they're literally doing what they always do. They're trying to flip it. They're trying to say that, uh, you know, the, the Donald Trump is the most corrupt person in history. I'm serious. Listen, this is hilarious. Seven years of persecution, not one damn thing out of it, right? And yet this, this jackweed, what's his name? This Michael Tomaski, he was all over the news yesterday, and he's literally trying to flip it. Instead of saying, uh, I broke the law, well, you're the one who broke the law, or I'm the most corrupt. No, the most corrupt is and without any evidence, just saying it and thinking it'll work. Here he is, and then I want you to listen to Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax, taking him to task because he said it, he took him down in just seconds. It's fantastic. They know that they're about to hitch their wagon to the most corrupt man who's ever been president or run for president. Show me anything after all of the investigations, persecutions that show he did anything wrong. So part the flip side of that coin is that they have to dirty up Joe Biden. This supposed five, Yes, we're, we're dirtying Joe up. $5 million bribe that he allegedly took from somebody in Ukraine is an old story. Rudy Giuliani was peddling it many years ago. Yeah, because the FBI sat on it. And it was, and, and uh, Bill Barr, when he was attorney general... Uh, uh, he's a giant flaming... Well, never mind. Pointed a special prosecutor to look into it. It's apparently dropped, although the U.S. attorney in Delaware is supposedly... No, nope, it was never dropped. ...looking into it. But look, you know, do I know for a fact that Joe Biden, Biden never took a bribe? Well, of course not. Anything's possible, I suppose. But I do know... He's leaving himself a little uh, wriggle, wriggle room when Joe Biden's removed from office. Oh, for a fact that a couple of things. Joe Biden's been in public life for half a century, yeah. and we've never seen any financial scandal attached to his name. That's because the FBI's in the back pocket of the Democrat Party. I wonder how you breathe with your head that far up the White House's butt. There you go. There's the shot right there. <laughs>
Let's hear that smooth transition. This is the best thing on television at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mr. Rob Schmidt, listen to him just distill this. I suppose. But I do know for a fact that a couple of things. Joe Biden's been in public life for half a century, and we've never seen any financial scandal attached to his name. I wonder how you breathe with your head that far up the White House's butt. It's quite impressive. All of that was lies. Every single bit. That was like a 40-second soundbite, all lies. Yes. Bill Barr himself, a man who would vote for Biden over Trump in a heartbeat, debunked. Are you getting this kind of commentary from Fox? I don't think so. All of that a week ago. That was from today. Tomaski knows that. He knows all of those talking points have been totally debunked. He's just playing dumb. He's hoping his audience is just as dumb. And that's what they rely on. But the thing is, it's starting to get out. By the way, the Federalist uh, said that the Bureau refused to either confirm or deny the DOJ under Barr, sent the FD-1023 to Delaware for further investigation. Uh, and apparently, Jamie Raskin was the first person to say that Barr had uh, dropped the investigation. Turns out, that was a lie. It's ongoing. It's just the FBI is sitting on it and not doing anything. Do you get it yet? Much more fun. Your phone calls, 800-922-6680. Coming up on this edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T-Tip-Up Pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now, you remember when I said that uh, Michael Tomaski said that... Uh, that Bill Barr and the FBI had dropped the investigation of uh, Hunter Biden uh, in Delaware, and uh, that was uh, that was apparently an untruth. An untruth. This is uh, this is actually what happened. Oh, you're going to hear Ted Cruz and uh, Josh Hawley, and then you're going to hear uh, Jim Comer of the uh, of the Congress. Listen to this real quick. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters. It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. Well, according to what the oligarch told the FBI informant, uh, was that uh, they had 17 recordings, uh, two of President Joe Biden, the others of his son, uh, accepting bribes and talking about the terms of the bribe. That's kind of a big deal. It's, 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 in fact, it's the biggest deal ever in American history. 
is the FBI never did one single thing to investigate this. The the oligarch also referred to Joe Biden as the big guy. Oh, nothing damning here. Had just the guy who actually gave him the money called him the big guy, which is referred to in Tony Bobolinsky's emails. And Tony Bobolinsky was a business associate. Oh, and I heard this morning Devin Archer. Devin Archer is going to comply with the uh, with Congress, and he's going to testify. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, fan meet feces, feces meet fan. This information no one would have known about, but the informant tells the FBI. And, and what whether it's the FBI, the DOJ, or the IRS, anything pertaining to Joe Biden or his family, they were told to stand down. They were told to stand down. Well, now we have the answer to our question, don't we? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, this is this is kind of it. This is an article from uh, Margot Cleveland. Margot Cleveland wrote this, and she's awesome, by the way. Uh, the FD ten twenty three form that we've heard about so much. Uh, the confidential human source summarized earlier meetings he had with Solchevsky, who was the guy who was uh, in charge of Burisma. Okay, his name is Burisma founder Mikola Zolchevsky. Uh, he has 17 recordings implicating the Biden in a pay-to-play, and the reason why he kept the audio is because he wanted insurance in case they decided to scream over, and the, it, this became public. So he wanted to be able to, to do a little CYA, right? So anyway... Uh, he was in charge of the uh, of the company, and uh, he was apparently told that uh, uh, stay away from the Bidens. But he went ahead, and then after Trump defeated Hillary Clinton twenty sixteen, the uh, they asked Cholchesky if he was upset Trump won. Cholchesky allegedly uh, said he was dismayed by Trump's victory, fearing an investigation would reveal his payments to the Biden family. According to the CHS, the Burisma executive bemoaned the the situation, claiming the Bidens had coerced him into paying the bribes. So he went and got the money and said, "Hey, hey, it's a shakedown cruise." Uh, anyway, the CHS uh, responded that he hoped Cholchesky had taken precautions to protect himself, which, you know, you, you always want to use protection. I'm just going to tell you, the kids are listening right now. Uh, you wear some sort or have some sort of protection when you're going to shake down a Ukrainian oligarch. Zolchevsky then allegedly detailed the steps he had taken to uh, avoid detection, stressing that he never paid the big guy, he called him the big guy, directly, and that it would take 10 years to unravel the various money trails. Uh, CHS Intel was related to the information Rudy Giuliani had provided the Western District of Pennsylvania's office. Then Attorney General William Barr had tasked with reviewing any new information related to Ukraine. But it looks like Bill Barr, with his very large and copious posterior, sat on it. Yeah, he sat on it. Let's go to some red-hot testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. It was pretty awesome. You had Matt Gates. He was going after this guy. He's the head of uh, FBI security, okay, the uh, national security, Matthew Olson, all right? This is Matt Gates. Just asking, because this is a really, really big story, uh, where is the laptop, by the way? Is Hunter Biden a national security threat? And that's not a question that would come up before me, uh, Congressman. You're the head of the in, National Security Division, so it seems sort of on the nose. Now, I want you to listen to the testimony because it sounds exactly like every other person who has been called to testify before Republican committees 
as long as Joe Biden has been the president. It's the same modus operandi. It's not in my practice or experience to identify individuals not in my and, and to We've label heard that any individual American citizen or any individual as a national yeah. security threat. Mm-hmm. Well, you would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the president of the United States or the vice president were... Now, depending on whether he was born with a pee-pee or a nina, uh, the, the first one would be a boy and the second one would be a girl. I mean, if you're looking at traditional standards. In other words, you're talking about his son. Compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court, uh, and we speak through our actions in in, in open court. Um, so I would, okay, well, how, I would speak to this. Where's the in, laptop? In there you go. There Do you know come. where Hunter Biden's laptop is? Again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you know investigation as I sit here. Do you here. know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts and the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts and the law, and we speak. Uh, four years. It was 2019. In open court about our yeah, cases. but you aren't speaking about this. But you know who is speaking about it? Who? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've uh. gone to, who, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Which means that Hunter Biden hired a Ho for $1 million. Are you familiar with that? Patrick Ho. I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is can, that an ongoing? I can assure is that, you that an ongoing investigation? I believe he also hired a Solcheski. I can. I'm not going to. Patrick I'm Ho not going to speak about any potential ongoing. Like, don't investigation. you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat-holing this information, and then you come here and say you won't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the biggest story, the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest scandal we've ever seen in American history. We have a president of the United States who sold influence for money, enriched his family beyond our wildest dreams while the country went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And, and here's this jackweed on Capitol Hill saying, oh, I don't know where the... He didn't even say he didn't acknowledge the laptop. Now, remember, last March, Matt Gates was talking to the, uh, the deputy cybersecurity director and, and this is literally three years after they got Hunter Biden's laptop. Listen to this and remind, or just want to remind you how close this sounds to the guy you just heard from on Capitol Hill yesterday. So where is it? The laptop. Sir, I'm not here to talk about My the laptop. Purview. I'm here to talk about the FBI Listen. cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI, the FBI, everybody in the FBI knows where the bloody laptop is. I cyber assessed. It's right next to the Ark of the Covenant in that big warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones, the first movie. Whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country. Sir, the FBI cyber program is based off of what's codified in Title 18. Or, um, Title 18, Section 1030, a code. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's the gobbledygook. They always throw the gobbledygook out there. They think it's actually going to work. This is how academics who don't know D-word, they, they just kind of sh- shut down students and stuff because they, they come up with this giant, you know, uh, bloated expression, and then the student just kind of goes, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, that doesn't work here. Which talks about computer intrusions, right, using nefarious intent. Network well, you've talked about passwords here. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter02. 
he drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI Cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir, that's an accurate statement. Uh, and then this is what Matt did to that guy uh, literally uh, a year ago, March. So where is it, Mr. Chairman? I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Now listen to Jerry Nadler trying to shut him down. Uh, no, we can't do that. And he got it through. Listen. I'm not... There's no objection to that. I've, ne I've never had... I will object pending further uh, investigation. And what's the basis of that objection? It's a unanimous consent request, and I object pending... Well, I have a subsequent question. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt... It may very well be... From the Mac shop. It may very well be entered into the record after we look at it further. Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt from the Department Mr. of Mr. Justice Chairman, this is to Ms. the Mac shop. This is Val Demings literally jumping on the intercom to interfere in the last 30 seconds of his testimony. Next, or, without, or am I without, next? Or? Without, without objection... Oh, wow. Gentlemen, is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. After a consultation with majority staff, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee content from, files from, and copies from the Hunter Biden laptop. There you go. And yet the media still to this day, although they're just not talking about it, did this. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has, quote, all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. This is what the president was just talking about. The letter signatories span four administrations, including the current one, and include former CIA directors John Brennan, Michael Hayden, and Leon Panetta. Today, more than 50 former intelligence officers said Trump's phony Hunter Biden scandal has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They still are not even recognizing the story, even though everybody in America knows. That's how stupid these people are. They really think they're going to get away with it. They really, really do. They think they're going to get away with it. It ain't going to work. Uh, the seal has been broken. This is uh, Jim Comer talking with Maria Bartiromo about why in the hell Joe Biden hasn't been impeached yet. Look, Christopher Wray uh, has no control over the FBI. One thing that I've learned from dealing with Grassley's whistleblowers is that this is an an organization in disarray. No one has confidence in leadership at the top. You nope. have bureaucrats, deep state bureaucrats who are running the show. Yep. They're partisan. They want to get Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, they don't care what Joe Biden does because Joe Biden can be controlled. So we have issues with the FBI, but my investigation is about following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. And Maria, I can assure you there's more money that we're going to be able to identify uh -oh. that, that was transferred between foreign nationals in other countries and the Biden family. This is going to be hard for Joe Biden to explain, and it's not going to go away. This is going to be an issue, and I think eventually the mainstream media will, will turn on Joe Biden and start asking the real questions. What did your family do to receive all this money? What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in? From foreign we have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but I, but we're going to exceed 10 million this okay. week, right. and I think we'll get up between 20 and 30 million dollars. Isn't it interesting? And I and I mentioned this years ago about Hillary Clinton, 
and I said that she admires the oligarchy. And, and we're discovering that this is kind of the model, right? George Soros kind of set the, uh, the template for creating an oligarchy, impacting politics. But uh, Hillary Clinton has actually made the oligarch into politicians. And consequently, we've had uh, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, in the White House with him, uh, Barack Obama, and, and Joe Biden become richer than most Americans' wildest dreams for public office service in the White House. Left the White House, got filthy, filthy rich. In, in this case, Joe Biden was making money while he was VP and acquired up to $30 million, maybe even more, uh, dollars from foreign entities. Uh, this is the oligarchy that I've been warning you about. This is, this is what it is. They're perfectly fine with enriching themselves using the power of the their membership and the board of directors of a $6.5 trillion company to take the money that we have and that we send to D.C. and pay off their friends. And then those friends make the people in power or recently out of power filthy, 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 stinking rich. Welcome to it. Last night, I think it was on uh, Rob Schmidt's show, um, but uh, I, I believe it was Christine Elm said there's, there's much coming out in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to become so overwhelming that it cannot be ignored anymore by the mainstream media. But by then, it will, too be le- it will be too late for the mainstream media to recover because they're done for their lies and propaganda. All right, let's take a break. Come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Tonight is uh, Pride Night at the uh, Dodger Stadium. I hope it does a face plant. You know, they got that... Uh, sisters of perpetual indulgence who are i mean uh, they're they 're satanists they don 't they don 't worship god they 're not catholics they 're not uh, they 're not Christians in any way shape or form you don 't uh, put uh, God, Jesus Christ on a cross uh, scantily clad with uh, with another man in a g string uh, dancing around him like he 's a stripper yeah that 's not Christian so I hope it does a massive face plan at Dodger Stadium. I hope nobody shows up. So uh, we all know that the FBI has been sitting on Hunter Biden's laptop. We know the FBI or the uh, the uh, IRS has been investigating uh, Hunter Biden for years for election for tax fraud, and uh, we just found out the DOJ fired the people in charge of that investigation. Yet our DOJ is literally creating charges out of nothing to go after Donald Trump. Search Mar-a-Lago, find something, anything to charge him with, and then make up those charges. Indicting Trump for no good reason. Jack Smith should be charged with treason. Amen. The DOJ should force Jack to resign. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Jack Smith's causing great division. I'll do the low part. Trying to put Trump in prison when Sleepy Joe don't even face a fine. Here it For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Pretty good, huh? Joe took more documents on him. He didn't even lock the door, but he doesn't FaceTime. No, 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 no. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. 
So last night on uh, NBC, is it NBC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, whatever the hell, uh, Nora O'Donnell went after Nancy Mace and said, did you read the report about Donald Trump and the 37 charges? I want to ask you, did you read through the whole 49-page indictment? Well, yes, I did, you snotty little. I, I absolutely did. Uh, I try to educate myself on what's actually happening, but I have to be honest with you. Unlike your viewers, Nora. You and I, I'm someone, I've had my ups and downs with Donald Trump over the years. We've had, that's been very public, but I just can't get beyond the fact that the precedent for how we handle classified information was first set when the DOJ and the FBI decided not to indict Hillary Clinton, who oh, had a yeah. private server. There was that. But classified information on that server, server who obstructed justice wasn't even president, wasn't even a former president, but was a, was going to be a presidential candidate, and that was the precedent that was I set. I heard you and make this today, argument, Congresswoman. I know, but then I see this today, you, and it really is shocking to me. Yes, and I wanted to drill down. Yeah, I was literally trying to uh, trying to filibuster. Here's a little bit more. Standard because under Hillary Clinton, she was let go. She was not indicted. She did. She had classified documents yeah. on her server. They tried to obstruct it, and she was able. She to... She also threw a bag of kittens into a river. That's what I've heard. I'm not uh, confirming it. Walk away. So if that's the standard, then you had Mike Pence who had classified. Would you put it past her? Documents in his home. Then you had Joe Biden who had classified documents spread across the country in different boxes, including unsecured yeah. in his garage. If he, if Trump's going to be indicted, so. Too Two then should be Joe Biden. That's true. I also can't get beyond the fact that that every time we find corruption, evidence of corruption on Joe Biden, Donald Trump gets indicted. I mean, that's weird. what I see Isn't just as an everyday American, yeah. as someone who hasn't seen eye to eye with Donald Trump, and that's how we're going to operate. I don't think it's the right way, and I think it's yeah. They call that wagging the dog, by the way. Uh, Bill Clinton did that every time that something came out about him screwing somebody in the White House. He'd bomb an aspirin factory. Same thing. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us, and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax. Happy uh, Happy Father's Day, everybody. Before we get to uh, some uh, meat and potatoes here, a little bit more on this uh, Joe Biden uh, FBI cover-up of Hunter Biden's laptop and all this money that he got from foreign governments to sell influence that the national media is completely ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got this terrific monologue. Uh, Tucker Carlson, the fourth edition of his show on the interweb. And uh, and he takes Biden to task. And he, it's a really brilliant takedown. But first, I, I've got some bad news for you. Apparently, uh, there will be no more rides to hell on bus 666. I'm on the to hell. This is real. Unless you're talking about the Biden Express, which is where he's taking the country. And there was only one lead singer to ACDC. That was Bon Scott. But of course, Brian Johnson filled in in the clinch for 45 years. Okay, so anyway, in Poland, there is a bus that goes to hell, and it's labeled uh, 666. 
So the bus to the town of Hell on Poland's Baltic coast, and I hear that Hell is lovely this time of year, but you don't want to go in the winter because that's when Hell is frozen over. And if Joe Biden uh, is convicted of something and put in prison, hell will also freeze over then. I thought you, and Hillary Clinton being held responsible for anything that she's done illegally, then you know that hell's going to freeze over. But anyway, uh, the local bus operator, PKS uh, Gidnya, announced last week that bus 66, 666 will no longer run to hell. It said it had flipped the last number and would now run the line under the number 669 starting <laughs> June 24th. <laughs> Local media said the bus company acted under pressure of Christian groups who had pushed for the change, but were already thinking of returning to the old number and a, amid a public outcry over the change. I think it's funny. I, listen, I'm a Catholic. I, I am a Christian. This is just funny. All right, inviting the clisters, the sister clisters, that's out of word. The the sisters of perpetual whatever the hell to uh, to Dodger Stadium is not funny. They're just a bunch of douches. They are. They're they are they're not even Christians. They just they blaspheme and they're filthy, miserable, awful people. And uh, that's 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 you know, screw that. But if you're going to get on a bus 666 to a town called hell, I know, I get it about tempting fate. I, I grew up Catholic. It's very similar to Jewish. And your mom would always say, oh, do you, you shouldn't, you know, you're really tempting fate when you take the bus 66 to hell, you know. I mean, you kind of are doing that anyway with your life, but don't do it literally. Uh, apparently, uh, a spokesperson for the Catholic Church uh, actually, no, a publication called Fronda, a Catholic publication, has for years. We used to get the Catholic Digest at home. It was pretty interesting. And the monthly Missalette. Did anybody get that? Boy, you couldn't wait for a new, uh, a new issue of the monthly Missalette in the pew at St. Pat's in Neola, Iowa. So Fronda, a Catholic publication, has for years called for the 666 bus to be renamed. <laughs> Call it the Biden bus to hell. Anyway, <laughs> to be renamed, arguing that it had satanic overtones. Oh, no, no way. You're kidding me, really? Just like that Iron Maiden album cover that I had when I was in high school. The uh, president, uh, to present, present the reality of eternal damnation is amusing in any way. is just saying st- plain stupidity. Uh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Catholics at least can take a joke. Until the sisters of perpetual ignorance or whatever they are tonight. You know, it's just kind of. And one more thought on this before I launch into uh, other news of the day. When I was in high school, and, and I think we literally are in an uh, existential fight between good and evil in the country, okay? But when I was in high school, and I had Rush's 2112 album, and I had Iron Maiden and all this, uh, everybody was convinced that rock music was a devil worship, and there were some groups who was overtly satanic music. And, and I always, you know, I was a little, you know, like, okay, I don't worship Satan, okay, 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 you know. Uh, and, and then I realized that, you know, in my 40s, I was like, why isn't the Church of Satan really huge right now? Because all of these Gen X dudes who listen to 2112 and, uh, and uh, anything by, including Number of the Beast, the album uh, by, my, uh, by uh, Iron Maiden, they're not worshiping Satan. No, nope, never even thought about it. never even thought about worshiping Satan. Just like the music. It's kind of weird. It's like they were almost just kind of provoking people to sell records. It's almost like that. <laughs> it's just so funny. Hey, guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, 
Don't catch the stupid. Stupid. stupid.